Hello and welcome to the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast. My name is Phil Duddy. Redeeming the Lost at iCloud.com is our email address. Please feel free to interact with us here at the program. We would love to hear from you. And I'm glad you could join me today. And continuing the trend, and uh, we'll see if one day if I repent or not, but continuing the trend of having a topic. And again, I will beg the indulgence of all of my exegetical friends out there and cause great excitement in my topical friends out there. But uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, the idea of the bad God who isn't really there. And we're going to be starting at the gospel itself, uh, the gospel itself. Uh, now, the word gospel, if you put it into English vernacular, means good news. Now, why is the gospel such good news? And we're going to be getting into that topic here on the program today. And I do want to uh, look at 1 Corinthians 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. So if you have a Bible readily available, please flip there or click there, now, whatever the case may be. But 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 8, and the Word of God says this, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received wherein ye stand. By which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I had also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also, as one born out of due time. Now the gospel, the good news, and Paul, uh, under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, Paul wrote a letter unto the church in the city of Corinth. And uh, this is what, in that letter, he relates to us what is this thing called the gospel. And the gospel is, is very, very simply this. How that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. So Jesus Christ, he died for our sins. He died a substitutionary death for our sins. In effect, his death was our death. He became our sins upon the cross, and he died on that cross. He took the entire wrath of God upon sin on that cross, and he died on that cross, and he was buried, and he rose again on the third day. He rose again. Jesus Christ rose again, and he never died again. Jesus Christ rose again, and he's alive today, and that is the gospel. That is the good news, and why is it called good news? Well, we're going to unpack that, that reality on the program today. And we're going to start with the foundation of God being God, um, because God is God. God can't really do anything else but be God. God is God, and we are not. God is God, and we're not God. And God created, and God knows, and God sustains has had a plan all the way through human history by our perspective, and he continues to have a plan, and that plan 
is still unfolding in the world today. There are things in the Bible, uh, Bible prophecy, that, that have not come to pass yet, but they are yet to come in the past in the future. And so God is moving, God is active in human history right now today. And God is the one who, who established what is good and what is evil. God established good and God established evil. And to do that, he did not ask for human permission. God being God established good and God being God established evil. And God says the difference between that which is holy and that which is profane. God said the difference between good and evil. We can get into, and uh, we won't so much get into it on this particular program today, but um, in terms of what Eve did and what Adam did in the garden in having the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil and that whole impact upon the entire human race. And we won't so much get into that today, but um, understand for the purposes of today's program, God establishes good, God establishes evil, and we have a sinful nature that naturally kicks against that. It naturally kicks against somebody other than ourselves establishing what is good and establishing what is evil. It naturally kicks against the, the, the ever-present reality that no one man or woman is the center of the universe. That the universe does not revolve around us. And, uh, we're, and we're not the center of everything. We're not the focus of everything. And there's this, there's this sin nature that every single one of us was born with. And it kicks against the fact that God is God. God created. God is in authority over his creation. And God established good and God established evil. And God didn't ask you. He didn't ask me. He didn't ask anybody else because God is God. And God being God just judges. He judges. His judgments are good. Uh, justice and judgment are the habitation of his throne. That's, that's who God is. God, God is good. And God is holy. And God speaks and God moves and he's, and he's active. He didn't just create everything and then step back. He didn't just create everything, give a Bible, and then walk away. But no, he, he, he's, he's active. He's living. He's, he's moving. And, and he moves today. He moves today. And uh, he doesn't add to his word. He doesn't take away from his word, but he still moves today. What I mean by that is God, uh, through the foolishness of preaching, God starts reaching people. Now, God does, contrary to some people's belief, God does uh, bless and honor and, and have a point in bringing up and calling people, uh, calling men to preach his gospel, calling men to preach his word, calling men into pastoral positions, calling men into evangelistic positions, but God does move through this foolishness of preaching. The book of Romans tells us that. In the book of Romans, it talks a lot about, it says things like faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the word of God. It says things like, well, how are they going to hear without a preacher? And in this particular point in history, God moves very, very profoundly through the preached word. God raises up men to preach, and God moves through that preaching. And in the course of preaching, a good preacher is going to preach the Bible. Um, a good preacher is going to preach the gospel. And a good preacher is going to preach the reality of holiness and the reality of sin. And the reality of, of things like 
honor thy father and thy mother. Uh, the things like, um, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not kill. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, all thy soul, all thy strength. A good preacher is going to preach. That's And God's going to move through that. And, and in the ears of somebody who is lost, in the ears of somebody who is lost and dying in their sin, in the ears of somebody who is, is, is just right in the middle of fully gratifying the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, and, and to hear somebody say that, that God is God and you're not, to hear somebody say that, that God has a word and God says, thou shalt not commit adultery, and you're right in the middle of committing adultery. God says, thou, thou shalt not steal. And you're right in the middle of stealing something. God says, um, thou shalt not bear false witness. And, and you've sort of built up this whole, this whole bubble full of lies around yourself. And, and that's the way you live. And for somebody to come in and bring the word of God to that and understand that, that those, uh, what I mentioned just now, the Ten Commandments, all of that is designed to point people to Jesus. All of that is designed to sort of highlight particular fruit, particular manifestations of our sin nature. It's meant to highlight a nature. It's meant to highlight our heart. It's meant to highlight our will and, and what we're desiring and what we're pursuing. And it's meant to show us that, that we are at heart sinners in need of a Savior. It's all, it's all meant to point you to Jesus. It's all meant to point the lost people to Jesus, to point them to the Savior. That is the, the purpose of the law. It's, the purpose of the law is not for us to try to follow it, but the purpose of the law is to highlight our sin nature and to point us to Jesus. It's a schoolmaster that leads us to Christ. And, and in, in a lot of cases, people will see that as a bad thing. People see it as a bad thing that God judges. People see it as a bad thing, that God is sovereign and in authority over his creation. And he exercises that authority. He judges. A lot of people just fight against that. And then they accuse. And, and, and it's always an interesting thing to hear people accuse God because it's so demonic. Uh, after all, uh, what is Satan? Uh, he's, he's an accuser. Uh, the Bible tells us that, that he is an accuser. Uh, he's, he's a liar. He's been a liar since the beginning. And he's the father of lies. And, and he's also an accuser. And, and he accuses. He accuses, he accuses, he accuses. When people take that route of accusing God and accusing gospel preachers, accusing Christians... They're doing the works of, of what you might say, they're doing the works of their father. And their father is the devil. God just delights in saving people. Hallelujah, he delights in saving people. And in many cases, that is the first reaction. Uh, there, there's this almost this kind of internal cringing whenever the gospel is preached. But God is demonstrating something in the hearts of the people who are hearing that gospel, in the hearts of the people who, who hear the preached word and respond in faith, and they hear the reality of, of their personal sin, and they hear the reality 
of God's holiness. And, and, and through that preaching, through the activity of the Holy Ghost, through the activity of God moving in that preaching, uh, there's, there's a highlighting that there's a difference. There's a highlighting that God is holy, God is good, God is, God is wonderful, God is beautiful, God is holy, God is good. And, and, and what, what his word says is true. And there's this little measure of faith in that person who's hearing, the, uh, who's hearing the preached word. And that faith inflames. And there's a yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I am in sin. Yes, Lord, this, this, this sin is horrible. This sin is gross. This sin is, but it's who I am. And if, and if you're a Christian, you've been there. You remember that happening. You remember God showing you that you were lost. You remember God showing you that you, that you were you were in sin, you are in sin, you're in the middle of sin and you can't do anything but sin. And you and and you have that memory. And for the people who are believing that, for people who hear that and they don't shrug it off, for the people who are hearing that and they don't push it away, for the people who are hearing that and they don't stand there and accuse, for the people who are hearing that and they don't have this big mental argument breakdown fight World War III going on in their mind. For the people who, who aren't interested in adding Jesus to their life, but submitting to Jesus as the Lord of their life, there's such a big difference between the two. For the people who, who want Jesus for Jesus, the gospel is the best news that they will ever hear. The gospel is the best news that they could ever possibly hear. The wages of sin is death. Because God is angry with the wicked every single day. And yet God so loves the world. God so loves the world. And yet, this is how God showed you his love. While you're in the middle of your sin, Jesus Christ comes in and he dies for you. In a way, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. If you're listening today, you know, hallelujah, Christ died a long time ago by our standards. Uh, Christ died years and years and years and years ago. And that death, friend, uh, that, that, that blood that was shed, that death, that can be applied to you. How is it applied? It's applied to you by faith. And that is good news. That is good news. Because God, he, no, he's not calling you to clean up your life. He's not calling you to stop doing the bad things and start doing the right things. He's not calling you to do that. But what he's, what he's calling, see, you can't save yourself. You can't work your way up. To God, you can't be better, and we can't be anything. You know, apart from Jesus Christ, we can't be anything but sinners. But Jesus comes in, and not only does He cover your sin, um, He gives you the Holy Spirit. He starts making all things new in your life, and things are different in your life. To somebody who's who's in, to, it's been demonstrated that they're in sin. It's been demonstrated that, that judgment would be just, that God would be completely just if that judgment just came crashing down. For somebody who's, who's seen themselves on the way to hell, the gospel, that, that the fact that God himself, that this God, who is not a bad God, you see, this is not, this is not a bad God. God is being God. And God... Because that's what he wanted. God, God shows mercy. God shows mercy. 
to sinners. God made a way for sinners to become saints. God made a way for sinners to be saved. And that way, and he, and he made it really simple. There's one way. And that's through his son, Jesus Christ. Salvation is, is by faith. Salvation is by grace. Salvation is, is by faith in Jesus Christ alone. And that's it. There's no work that you can do. There's no work. You know, and people would cry around Jesus, something that I reference a lot. But these, uh, these people crowded around Jesus one day and asked, you know, what, what do we have to do to work the works of God? And he said, well, this is the work of God. Believe on the one he sent. Believe. It's by faith. Salvation is by faith. And God is so good, friend, because there is a judgment. And all the accusation in the world, it, it, you're not going to change God's mind on judgment. You're not going to change God's mind on what is good. You're not going to change God's mind on holiness. You're not going to change God's mind on, say, the book of Revelation you're, you're, and, and everything that's contained in that book that hasn't yet come to pass. You're not going to change God's mind on that. God's announced it already. God said it. It's certain. It's done. And history is unfolding to that, and, and, uh, and we're going to see it. And it's going to happen. And you're not going to change God's mind on who he is um, and what he's done on what he said. And the simplicity of it is that God's mind cannot be changed. It's a done deal. But God has shown mercy. God has made a way for people to be saved. God has made a way. He, he didn't just lock, stock, and barrel condemn the entire human race. But no, he, he so loves. God is love. And that love, first and foremost, it, it's him. It's who he is. And it's holy. It's good. It's full of judgment. It's full of mercy. It's full of grace. And God, in his love, reached down and he made a way. In his, in his son, Jesus Christ, he made a way for you if you're lost and you're listening to this program to be saved. But he's not a bad God. He's a good God. Uh, you know, we wouldn't know what good is if it weren't for God. Because apart from God, you know, we just walk around and we do what's good in our own eyes. I've been there. If you're a Christian and if you're listening to this program, you've been there. Uh, where sort of to borrow an old politician's phrase, the buck stops here. And, and you're the judgment and you're the judge, jury, and executioner of your own life and what's good and what's not good. And you and you walk around doing what's good in your own eyes. You walk around trying to find different ways to fulfill the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. You walk around and you try to find different ways to sort of minimize the bad consequences that come your way. But we've all been there. You know, if you're a Christian, you, you've been there. And you know the goodness of God, and you know the mercy of God. And you know what it is for God to show you that you're lost. You know what it is for God to show you that, that you need him, and you need a Savior, and that, hallelujah, he, he made a way. And that way is through Jesus Christ. You know what it is to be, to be sort of called forth and called out by Jesus. And you know what it is for, for Jesus to come in 
and and make a difference and for to come in and save your soul to come in and to you know one second you're a sinner and the next second you're a saint and and that and that if you will that transaction happened by faith and he's a good god he's a merciful god he's a loving god if you're lost today put your faith in jesus christ Put your faith in him. Turn to him. Put your faith in him. And he and you'll find that he is, he loves you, he knows you, and he delights in saving souls. And Christian, may this program be a blessing to you. Maybe a little bit like flipping through an old wedding album or flipping through some old photos. And you remember. You remember when the Lord saved your soul. You remember who was preaching, and you remember who was right around you, and you remember you know, whether it was day or whether it was night or the place. Or, and hallelujah, it may just be a, a precious, precious, precious stone of remembrance to you. And may you be a little bit more equipped to minister to people who think that he's just a bad God, when the reality is, in fact, there's no one better. I do thank you for joining me on the program today. This has been the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast. Again, my name is Phil Duddy. I'm an evangelist with Grace Baptist Tabernacle. We are located in King, North Carolina, and uh, this program is a ministry of the church. Uh, please do visit the church website, gbtministries.com, for more information about who we are and where we are. And if you're in the region, do feel free to, to come by. You'd be welcome to visit one of our services. Uh, we have a Sunday morning service, a Sunday evening service, and a Wednesday evening service. You can also reach us here at the program at our email address, redeemingthelost at iCloud.com. Again, I do thank you for listening, and may the Lord bless you.